to this podcast with Blackburn with Darwin Borough Council about their contact centre journey over the last decade with the Netcall Liberty platform. I'm Richard Farrell, Chief Innovation Officer at Netcall, and I'm delighted to be joined by Jonathan Redstall from our training team. Hi there, everyone. And also we've got Ross McQueen, Customer Services Manager at Blackburn with Darwin. Hello there, everyone. So thanks very much for talking with us, Ross. Would you like to start with a short introduction to your role at the Council? and then perhaps move into Blackburn's journey with Netcall over the past 10 years. Sure, thanks very much, Richard. So my position at Blackburn with Darnborough Council is Customer Services Manager. I'm responsible for frontline services uh, provided by the council through a variety of channels. So I manage the contact centre um, where we uh, handle telephone, email and chat uh, interactions with customers and also three reception centres across our borough providing face-to-face services. We started using Netcall as a solution uh, around about eight years ago. Uh, So as part of our uh, corporate uh, transformation programme, we moved on to Skype for Business as our proprietary telephone system. And we needed to replace our existing channel manager, which used uh, analog channels. Differentiator for us was that we were looking for a system that allowed um, management and, and back office management to be able to maintain a system rather than having to rely heavily on IT support to develop and build the system. Um, so, so we were really looking for something that allowed frontline managers to be able to react very quickly to what customers and, and employees were telling them in terms of what we needed uh, on our systems. So we started initially with telephone and email channels and over the years we've added modules to our Netcall suite that have allowed us to meet some of the challenging budget reductions um, that we've faced over the last 10 years whilst maintaining high levels of of customer support and standards. A couple of things that we've bought over the the years with Netcall on top of our existing suite was was the contact portal uh, and, and more recently web chat. Um, both of which have allowed us to to change how we deal with our customers and and, and allowed staff to be able to to concentrate and deal with more complex uh, transactions that, that that we face with our customers. I've worked with Ross with Blackburn and Darwin since the very beginning. How you found that journey from the time when we first implemented that first setting to, to how it's been now? I think the, the honest answer to that has been a challenge, um, Jonathan. But I think one of the, the good things is that where we have come across challenges um, you know we've been able to engage with with support staff with people like yourself at Netcall to to come up with solutions that have, have enabled us to to meet those challenges head on um, you know so one of the first things you mentioned was that you know that as part of the the austerity measures we we'd looked at reducing our operating hours so, so we were open eight till six Monday to Friday and nine till 12 on a Saturday and Certainly, our senior management team felt that the one of the first things that we needed to do was reduce our opening times. Now, I, I argued back to say, you know, that's not going to help with 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 staffing uh, issues because at the same time we were uh, seeing our staffing budgets reduced over the over the six years that austerity was was really at the the, the forefront of, of local and national government our staffing budgets were reduced by about 50 percent but we were expected to maintain the same levels of service that that, that customers have expected from us reducing the opening times didn't 
help with that because all it was doing was was compacting the same demand into a shorter window so what that brought with it was big peaks in demand first thing in the morning and, and at lunch times as people um, tried to get in contact with us being open eight till six and at weekends allowed people either before they were going out to work or when they came home from work or during their their, their weekend downtime to be able to contact us and, and we took that away from people so we had to look at different ways of dealing with that demand um, and, and like I say we looked at technology to help support that so one of our high volume service but what we classed as low value transactions was our general inquiries number our main number switchboard very well used and very well known throughout the borough that easy to to remember but we would get between 350 and 400 calls a day on that service and because we reduced our opening times as an example monday mornings we had a huge peak in demand not just for that service but things like our environmental services which ran over over a weekend so th so that first couple of hours on a monday morning when we opened we saw huge queues very long wait times and, and increased abandon rates uh, when we first moved to those new hours so the contact portal like i say 350 to 400 calls a day but we reckon between 75 and 80 percent of those calls were literally us just going okay we'll transfer you to that person it took our staff away from dealing with our more complex and more needy customers so the contact portal uh you know was sold to us in in, in the way that you know it would automate between 60 and 70 percent of those inquiries it's actually doing more than that now um but that took away uh, those low value transactions we now get between 80 and 100 calls a day on that service because the remainder of them are handled automatically it's much easier for customers to use as well because they're not having to queue to get through to us to just be transferred to someone or or to a service straight away they're prompted do you know who you want to speak to they tell us who they want to speak to it transfers them straight away so so the whole customer experience has improved but at the same time it's allowed us to manage that demand using automation um, and without having to throw additional staff to deal with that demand which we simply don't have the other thing that we've used as well to manage some of that demand is, is voice forms. So it's something that we've used extensively uh, on the system to look at low-level transactional services such as bulky item requests or registering to vote. Um, and rather than the people actually speaking to a, an individual, um, you know, which which is taking time, it's taking resource. The voice form guides people through the information that we need to be able to resolve that inquiry. And we do that when, you know, when it suits us, uh, you know, certainly within an SLA. So, so we always tell customers, you know, if they, if they want to book a, a bulky item request, you know, we will call them back within one working day. Um, but we call in them back to tell them, when we're going to be coming out so it's always good news the other service where this has really helped was for customers reporting missed bins so prior to us using voicemails this was an on-demand service uh, you know customers ringing to tell us the bins have been emptied hadn't been emptied and when we started looking at some of the data that we can get out of net calls so things like your call durations based on activity codes it allowed us to identify how long it takes us to deal with a missed waste collection and, and it, on average it was around about four and a half minutes when we started looking in and listening into the calls around about three minutes of it was was listening you know rightly listening to customers telling us 
the reasons why we should have collected their bins. But then it took us around about a minute to actually deal with their inquiry. We actually moved this onto a, a voice form, which is now available 24-7. So it manages that, that peak in demand that we saw at the beginning of each day when people were ringing in to say you didn't collect our bin yesterday. They can leave a message for us um, and we will respond back to them the next working day. And because we're ringing them back to say, we've picked your voicemail up, we're going to be coming back to collect your bin on such and such a day, the customer's not irate. Um, they've calmed down and, and, it's, and it takes us about a minute to do that. So it's actually reduced the amount of time that we spend on, on mis-waste collections by around about 75%. But it's still giving us the data that we need to identify how, you know, how much demand we're getting for that particular failure demand. So that's, that's a great way of improving your service there. The fact that you've already taken their details, you've yeah. already booked it in your system and you're phoning them back to say, hey, good news, we're going to come back. You yeah. then haven't got to review everything again with them. That's got to be a win for customers everywhere, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I say, it, it's made it available 24-7. You know, it's not just about, but it's also allowing us to engage with with people that are digitally excluded. Um, so we're not saying go online to report this. We, we're offering options. So yeah, it's, it's delivered a lot for us, Jonathan. Um, you know, and, and whenever um, I do speak to other authorities, um, you know, about some of the stuff that we've done, not just with the telephone system, but with some of the other applications that we've got available through Netcall, that's the one that I'd, I really encourage people to have a look at. Have you got any other examples of using voice forms to manage demand? Registering to vote was was a classic one that we introduced um, to our elections team. Uh, and traditionally, in the build up to a general or local election, we see a huge peak in demand on that service where we throw a resource at it, you know, with people wanting to register to vote. And, and actually, when you are registering to vote, there's only four bits of information we need. We need your name, your address, your date of birth and your national insurance number. So, so why have someone sat at the end of a phone gathering all that information, put it into a system when actually automation and, and a voice form can do that for you. And that means that we can manage that peak in demand during the build up to a local or a general election. So we actually, in, in during that exercise, um, we did over four and a half thousand voting registration um, through the use of a voice form. Uh, and it went down for extremely well with customers because they're not waiting to speak to someone. They're not sat in a queue you know, for 25, 30 minutes uh, to do something that's really, really simple. They just left all the details and we did it for them. And then we called them back to just to confirm that it had been actioned. So yeah, lots of, lots of really good examples of where we've used voice forms to, to manage demand. Just just kind of following on from that one, actually, because uh, obviously as part of the uh, Converse upgrade that you had, yeah. um, we, we, we went through and actually built out and, and looked at the callback facility. It's yes. obviously part of it. Now, yeah. of course, you've, you've gone live with that. How's that? Because, I mean, I had a look at the stats today and it's it's looking pretty good. Yeah, so I mean that that's massive, and and I would like to thank Netcall for making that available free of charge um, in in uh, you know the latest version because it was something that we'd looked at previously but was cost prohibitive for us. So so what we did, we actually used voice forms to allow customers to to request a callback whilst in queue, and that was delivered to a mailbox. The difficulty with that was that those voice messages would get mixed in with what with whatever else was in that particular mailbox. So it could be the next working day by the time we got around to res responding to that callback. 
as you've said, we, we introduced callback and the demand's been fantastic. Just going back to how this has impacted on us um, in terms of staffing levels, one of, one of the challenges that we've always faced is during lunch times, uh, you know, we've got to give staff time off the phones, um, you know, for, for lunch, but that's the time when most of our customers contact us. We've now got callback switched on there and, and customers have, have been hammering it. Um, and it's great. The staff love it because you know, they're not having to listen to a voice form uh, to get the customer's details, all the information's captured by the system. The, the the really pleasing thing about it is how well it's gone down with customers, Jonathan. Certainly in the first three or four weeks, I've, I've been asking staff when they've been doing a call back just to ask the customer their experience and giving us feedback on it. 99% of it's been extremely positive because we are ringing people back within a couple of hours and, and, and it's always... It's it's a lovely thing to do for staff when when straight away the you know the customer saying oh crack I didn't realise you were going to call me back so quickly you know so the customers are happy it makes our job a lot easier so um, but the other thing that it's allowed some of our professionals to do so we do a lot of work with with people like the NHS some of the third sector partners and rather than listening to it you know waiting in a queue you know we we've we've communicated out to them say look at any point just press option one uh, you know. And we'll call you back. So it's allowing professionals to to get on with their job without having to sit and wait in a you know a queue for 15, 20 minutes to get through to speak to our social services teams. Uh, so the next step that we're actually looking at with that to, to take it to the next uh, level is using the call me back uh, facility that we will put on our website that allows some of our professionals to say, you know, rather than having to ring in and request a call back, they can just do it online and we'll call them back at their convenience. Fantastic uses of, of technology there and, and how you can get real benefits for all concerned. I love the the ways to address peak demand is actually to extend the services. They're available 24-7 now. Um, and I, and I, I love that because it's counterintuitive, isn't it? So rather than reducing hours of operation what you're able to deliver is in increased hours of operation but at the same time focus staff on the complex emotional high value interactions where you really need a human involved yeah absolutely richard that's that's exactly what we've used it for and um you know the 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 other piece of technology that we've we've started to use during lockdown is is the web assistant and that's done exactly the same thing for us you know we've seen a huge increase in demand on web services and and on chat in particular we we've been using chat for about 3 years now on specific services but again, they were only available during office hours. Uh, we didn't provide any out of hours support to customers on our website and the web assistants um, allowed us to do that. So, so we've seen 300% increase in demand for, for web chat services during the pandemic. So as we've closed um, certain services down, so you know our reception centres were not available, so people couldn't come in to see us. So it's moved people onto different channels of communication. You know, people that used to come in and see us face to face have now moved on to, to you know, to telephone and people that have been telephone or emailing us are now using 
chat. Um, so we saw a big de increase in demand during during the pandemic, and and one of the concerns that we had was, as we start returning some sort of normality, how do we deal with that increased demand? Because it's it's latent demand that's been generated. We haven't seen a reduction in traditional contact uh, channels, but we've seen a growth in web interactions and with 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 chat services. So the web assistants actually done exactly what what the contact portal did for us on on telephony um you know we've seen this increase in demand but we've now been using the web assistant for for three months and exactly 78 percent of the interactions that are started on web assistant are handled by the web assistant so so there's only 22 percent of the interactions are now being escalated through to an advisor so so we've seen a big drop in demand for live chat services but that's been been supported by the web assistant what we want to get out of the web assistant is that it's keeping people online um, you know so if they've gone on to our website and they want to do stuff the web assistant can support them and signpost them to do that with with live support for for more complex cases that it can't deal with but it's starting to identify what other things customers want to chat with us about so, so we get a lot of demand for for school admissions we get a lot of demand for planning which we don't support on on live chat at the moment but i'm starting to have that conversation firstly with our web team we're identifying where there's gaps in content uh, on our website so we can enhance what's on there already but also talking to other services that, that are already using netcall to say actually there's demand for, for chat services uh, for, you know, for your particular service. So what can we do to enhance what we've got on the web assistant, but then also to offer live chat facilities for those particular services as well? I will just also make the point that your 78% completion mm. rate online is world class. Um, Gartner recently surveyed about 8,000 organisations and the mm. average was 13%. Um, oh, wow. Those organisations complete the customers were able to complete their journeys um, entirely on the web. So 78% um, is a fantastic result. And uh, again, the way that you can start to identify demand and learn new things as well, because yeah. now you've this data in a digital format, which is easy to analyse. So th that's fantastic. So I'm, I'm wondering how all this fits in on the agent desktop. Then, if you're adding different services and if you've got this um, new form of, of web assistant, surely this must be overwhelming with all these new channels turning up. It all depends on how you manage it, I suppose. We've split the teams now. So teams that are, are, are trained up on specific services. So, so within our contact centre, we've got four specific teams that deal with, with different inquiries. And, and within those teams, we've now split them so, so that we've got telephony support and then we've got digital support. And the digital support team are dealing with emails and dealing with chats coming in. So, so we didn't want to overcomplicate things by saying, right, everyone's doing everything. And obviously, the Netcall solution allows us to to allocate channels to individual advisors. So, and 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 we do we do rotor it so that that people are doing something different every day and and they get an experience in dealing with these new channels that we've got available. What we found with 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 chat, you know, a lot of our younger generation, sort of our younger staff, they they live and breathe this every day. Um, so they've taken to to things like chat, you know, like a duck to water. And and what we find with with chat, it's a lot more. Informal, uh, but customers are a lot 
uh, happier uh, using it as well. We get very few complaints through it. Uh, we get a lot of thanks, which is really rewarding and gratifying for, for, for the advisors. In answer to your question, Richard, we, we, we've segmented our team so that, um, you know, you're either on the phones or, you, or you're dealing with digital channels. And that's that's helped us to, to manage the demand. That's really interesting. That's something that we hear from most, most of our other customers, actually. They do have people who specialise in yeah. either one of the, the channels. I do like the way, though, that you do have the, the job rotation and enrichment because, obviously, um, you know, there's there would be nothing more boring than answering the same type of queries and complaints over the same channel all the time. I think for your the chat take up, I, I believe Blackburn is actually one of the youngest um, places in the country, isn't it? Well, it's, it's one of the youngest and also one of the oldest. Um, <laughs> we, we've got a high proportion of young people. I think it's around about 30% of the borough are under 25, um, but another 25% are over 80. Um, so, so we do have quite a, a you know, and, and it's not just you know the the age range, but also the demographic, uh, multicultural and very. Uh, widespread uh, in in terms of age range, so you know we've we've got to cater for everyone, and and having these digital channels available allows us to to move people uh, onto that channel as a, as a preferred method of contact, and allows us to concentrate our time on the people that that genuinely need it. Yeah, so there are benefits all around, aren't there? So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about transition out from the pandemic. Mm. And um, also about the, the demand that you don't think will go away or there'll be demand for different sorts of services and, and so on. Are there any other sorts of, of areas where you're looking at keeping changes that have been made because of the pandemic? We are seeing customers changing the behaviour. Um, and one of the things that, that we are looking at and reviewing at the moment is our face-to-face -face service and whether... Um, you know, we continue to allow, um, you know, a drop in on demand service or whether we take a more controlled approach, looking at appointments, but also looking at other technologies that are available. I think we've all made fantastic use of, of things like Teams and Zoom throughout the pandemic. It's something that we are considering for our face-to-face -face services, offering an appointment, but doing a video conference. So we're looking at technologies at the moment that will allow us to do that. Um, our existing queue management software um, that, you know, it, it does what it needs to do, but is is quite um, antiquated. So it is it is all about that drop in demand and how we manage that um, doesn't allow us to look at different ways of providing a frontline service. So, so we are looking at, you know, what else is available. Uh, I'm aware that, that Netcall offer a, a walk-in module as part of the, the, the Create platform, and it's something that we are keen to, to look at um, because it does offer us appointments, it offers video conferencing facilities, but the main thing for me is it's part of an existing platform that we've already got and would allow us to bring all um, customer facing services into one platform, uh, you know, and, and the benefits that that would give us as well. You decided to upgrade during a pandemic and we helped you train over 400 users. Yeah, we've just got just over 500 users. They can't all be in the contact centre. No, absolutely not. As part of our response to the austerity measures uh, that, that, that we all faced, um, we started our digital transformation programme about five years ago now, looking at modernising the way that we deliver service, um, not just from, from a customer perspective, but from a back office perspective as well, um, and, or, or from a support perspective. So 
when we started on that journey, one of the first barriers that we came up against was that we didn't have any sort of baseline data to 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 look at to say, you know, this is this is your current service, and and this is where we'd like to be, and and how we measure that impact. Um, and as a as a you know a a, a netcall user, I, I knew what we could get out of netcall, and it wasn't just you know from my perspective it wasn't just a contact center solution it could be used right across the the organization to manage frontline services um but also to give us that data uh, that we desperately needed as part of our transformation strategy so so over a period of about two years um i'd, I'd Role net call right right across the council um so if you deal with customers um those contacts and those interactions are now handled through Netcall, either through telephony, email, or, or web chat in certain instances. And that gave us the data that we needed, um, but it also, from a customer's perspective, meant it didn't matter which number you rang to speak to the council, you'd ha get handled in exactly the same way. So you'd have a welcome message, so customers knew I've rang the MOT centre or I've rang the community safety team or I've rang children's social services or I've rang a library or I've rang a leisure centre. Um, you know, there's a welcome message on there. There's there's menu options on there that allows us to segment calls to different teams. Um, so, so the whole customer experience was enhanced. Um, but it's given us that baseline data, not just qualitative. So we weren't just looking at how many calls you get, how many emails you get. We were getting those teams to be using the activity codes. So we could also see the qualitative stuff. We could see why customers were calling us. And that then allowed the transformation team to be looking at specific areas of the council. So we started looking at high demand areas um, and looking at high demand services uh, within that area uh, to see right what can we do to enhance the digital offer uh, but also how do we change how we do things internally as well so so yeah it, it's it's not just a contact sensor solution now it's used right across the board um you know right across the council different diverse services um you know with different needs different service levels different um service needs different customer needs and and it's done what we needed to um you know and and a lot more um so and, and one of the good things about it as i've been rolling that call out to people you know we've started off going here's you know here's a base you know here's the basics so so we'll handle your telephone call we're giving you um Queue, you know, queuing facilities were giving you out of hours facilities which weren't there before. People would just ring a number and it'd ring, and if it got answered, great. If it didn't, um, people didn't know if we were there or not. So, so it's um, it's done everything that we wanted, um, and it's allowed us to to have that consistent approach right across the council. That's great. I mean, obviously, we set everyone up on our e-learning platform. How easy was it to get them trained up to roll it out? Yeah, it's great either myself or or my team managers were going out doing net call training as we were rolling services out that was taking a lot of my time so so the introduction of the the learning platform and the you know the learning module has been invaluable it's freed up my time um you know but but it makes it a lot easier for for staff and and if they need to go in and do a refresher they can just log in and do it again um you know so so all of our team managers right across the council uh, you know they've got uh, access to the learning platform they would be able to see their own staff 
at what stage they are in the training, uh, you know, what modules they've got, they've completed. And if anyone's struggling with anything, they can go back in and tell them what module to do or what part of the training that they need to do again. So, so yeah, it, it's been an absolute godsend for us, um, you know, and, and similar with the, the community platform as well. Um, you know, I see a lot of stuff posted from, from some of your other customers that, that is relevant to me. So, you know, it's all about this collaborative shared approach. Yeah, and I guess that's probably really helped, obviously, with the back office staff when they haven't been so used to the sort of the standard sort of call centre as we yeah. think about it, really, wouldn't we? Well, I just love, um, I love the definitions of a contact centre agent. When is a contact centre agent a contact centre agent and when when are they not? Um, because, of course, on one level, technically, as far as Converse is concerned, they're all contact centre agents, but many of the specialists in the department, departments will never consider themselves. Um, but I suppose, Ross, in terms of KPIs and measurement and so on, you can actually measure and analyse this in the same way as you would if they were sat in a contact centre. Absolutely. As I've rolled out Netcall, uh, you know, to various services and we've done the training, you know, we, we've not just said, right, there you go, there's a solution, crack on with it. We, we've given a lot of the, the, the frontline managers that aren't necessarily used to the way that contact centres work, more information um you know and, and we're starting to standardize how we manage frontline staff um one of the next things that i'm looking to invest in which will hopefully be certainly in the next four to six weeks is is the customer satisfaction and agent evaluation module that you guys um, have got as part of your platform um, we see that as, as sort of the next stage of rolling that call out so so staff have got used to the reports they can get out of it not just queue reports but individual reports and it's starting to allow some of these frontline managers to identify where they've got training needs or skills gaps uh, which they've never been able to do before the next stage of it for us is, is then say, you know, we, we do quality monitoring or agent evaluation in, in the contact centre, but it's not something that is standard practice across all of our frontline services. In my mind, it should be. If you're dealing with customers, you you should want to know that they are getting a quality service, a consistent service. And the only way that you can do that is 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 through through customer feedback and through through listening to some of the calls. Do you think the users are agents? <laughs> no, I don't. We're actually starting to look at changing the, the definition to a customer experience advisor. So, so we're all about enhancing that customer experience, not just through interactions with customers, but looking at some of the data that we can get out of it. And just as a an aside, I had a very interesting conversation with our leisure manager yesterday. So one of the things that, that came out of uh, the implementation of Netcall into our leisure services they had a frontline service which was based in the leisure centre. It was basically their reception staff that were either dealing with face-to-face -face customers or they were dealing with telephone calls. Um, we implemented Netcall at three of our leisure centres. One of the things that picked up straight away was the challenge that those staff had because very often they'd be faced with five or six people stood in front of them and telephones ringing and, and they were sat there going, well, what do I deal with first? And my viewing it was you've got someone stood in front of you you deal with them first and and the telephony you're gonna to have to leave that it to ring which wasn't ideal so so i went back to the the, the leisure management team and said look you really need to segment how you deal with customers you're either face to face or you deal with a telephone call one or the other because it's causing 
too much confusion for your frontline staff on what is the priority. So, so we introduced a leisure hub. So they, they basically took staff out of each of the reception centres, put them into the one location who deal with phone calls for all of our leisure centres. And that's now been established for three years and, and works extremely well. But they, they've recently gone out to recruit and the, the job title for, for their hub staff is still a leisure centre receptionist. So they, they advertised the post, um, didn't get the candidates they wanted. Don't advertise it as a, as a receptionist because you're going to get a very different calibre of staff to if it was a customer advisor or a customer experience advisor. So, so they've actually changed their recruitment process now uh, to match this because they're no longer that traditional job type that, that they've always been. They're actually, essentially, they are contact centre agents, but, but working in a different environment to, to we are. So it, it is changing people's views and attitudes to, to the job roles that we've got. And, and actually, if you are dealing with customers, it, it's one job title, your customer experience advisor. And then that's going to bring a whole host of benefits to us. You know, it doesn't matter what service um, you deal with. It's the same principles. It's the same soft skills. You know, we give you training on how to listen to customers, how to interpret what they want and how to de-escalate situation. So, so longer term, we, we, you know, we do believe that you're not working in a contact sense. You're working, you know, you're supporting customers. You're enhancing that customer experience. So I think we're going to be moving away from, you know, you work in a contact sense. You work on a frontline service and you provide support on through a variety of channels, but using the same skills, techniques that you've been trained on day one. So, so we're hoping that that will, like I say, will build our capacity uh, right across the council to be able to move resources to where the demand is, because some of our work is very seasonal. Council tax, we get extremely busy uh, in March. It's the same for our school admissions team in September. You know, we might see a huge peak in demand on our highway survey. So, so what we want to get to longer term, like I say, is to have that flexible resource right across the council. I find it a fascinating topic. I mean, I, I've taken to calling people information workers because, you know, they can't do their job without the information. And that's critical yeah. now. You, and I believe you're absolutely right in terms of their transferable skills, in terms of empathy, listening skills. De-escalation is a, is a big one. Hopefully we can remove a lot of the, do you know, like how long I've waited on hold starts yeah. the calls. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't know if you were there at eight o'clock last night, so I rang you in the contact centre again. So, I mean, it, it all builds together. Calling people by the, that customer experience role, personally, I think that um, demonstrates sort of your cultural perspective on things. Yeah. Um, and I think that would, you know, as, as you, you guys have found out, in terms of job titles and roles, employees are looking for more values as well. So I, I think you're, all, you're heading in exactly the right direction there. With that sort of cultural shift and the supported by the technology yeah and, and, and it's something that we we has been adopted as part of our digital transformation program as well is that that we want not just to have more visible things like customer standards you know letting people know what you know what to expect from us but we're also starting to look at what we can give back to customers and taking a more proactive approach to service design um, and we're using a lot of 
the data that we've got available, not just from Netcall, but some of our other back office legacy systems, um, and are now using Power BI um, as a as a reporting tool. So, so we we're using the you know the the, the open API that we've got on uh, Converse to to extract that data, um, but we're now creating customer insight dashboards and the, that are visible to people that need it. We're using automation to be able to pull that information into one window uh, using Power BI um, that allows people to make informed decisions based on insight you know and it's not like i say it's not just volumetric stuff we're looking at it's a full end-to-end roadmap of of, of our customers and, and what they expect from us and, and how we are, are actually delivering that for them. But it's also opening up challenges, um, you know, for our senior management team. A lot of our service change over the years has been been driven by complaints and failure rather than taking a more proactive approach and, say, and looking at the data that we've got and preempting issues that make come up um you know and taking a lot more intelligent approach to to how we we design service we, we you know we've got a customer panel now um with over i think 1500 people that have expressed an interest in getting involved in how we design services i'm sorry when i say people i mean residents wanting to get involved in how we deliver service how we shape and design our services moving forward so really exciting times at the moment and a lot of the stuff that that we're getting out of netcall and some of the solutions that that, that that you guys are offering to us is going to help us meet the challenges and goals that we've got over the next few years it's a fascinating time and with many of our other local government customers i think they're also doing a really good job with involving all the stakeholders, not just externally in terms of citizens and getting them involved in service design in their journeys. It's also questioning some departments and their ways of working as well. Um, you know, why do you do that step? <laughs> Absolutely. I th- yeah, I think that's the word that we use the most in, in customer services. Why? Why do you do it like that? <laughs> it stimulates some very challenging and, and interesting conversations. And it's great. And if you've got the data and the insight, then you're actually in a much better position than just guesswork. So, you know, you're, you're, you're basing this on, on real data, which is absolutely the way to go. You mentioned Power BI there. So obviously that's, you know, there are specialist tools for business intelligence and, you know, we'll just make it easy to get the data in and out and so on. Any other sort of integrations? You mentioned right at the start, you mentioned, uh, I think we started the journey with Link, didn't we? And yeah. Where, yeah. Where are we up to now? short answer to your, to your question Richard so we're using Skype and Teams but the sort of the medium term uh, objective is to get rid of Skype and I, I believe that we're going to be doing that in the next six months or so and, and using Teams as our proprietary telephone system so at some point we will be looking to uh, move away from Skype uh, on that call and using Teams. We've got lots of great integrations and use cases with Teams as well. So yeah, one of one of the other things that we are looking to do at some point, team, is to integrate our uh, existing digital platform with Netcall, so that we. There's there's a couple of reasons for doing it. One um, is is for things like CLI uh, integration for you know for for screen pop up. It'll enhance what we're doing, uh, in, in my view, in terms of how we deal with customers, uh, you know, reduce the need for, for asking lots of data protection, qualifying questions, but it will allow us to, you know, in some instances, personalise the service. I, I, I always love 
this sounds terrible from my perspective, but I always love bringing my local Chinese takeaway and they say, hiya, Mr. McQueen, do you want the usual? Mm-hmm. It, it paints the wrong picture of me. I don't do it a lot. Personalising that service when someone's ringing up and, you know, I think that's, you know, that whole customer experience, that's what we're looking to, to you know, to improve. But the other thing that, that we want to use it for is to allow people to verify themselves when they're using the Weber system. So, so one of the things that we'd really like to be able to see is the customer's journey you know from using the web assistant to being signposted to a, a you know a, an online form and then you know the success of that signposting activity so so once we've signposted you there have you then completed that form and then what is what's the outcome of that sounds really good uh, it's been a fascinating chat um ross and i've got one last question um so what do you think the impact has been for your citizens of the journey with netball um, well, you know, I think over the years, like I say, it's allowed us to to maintain and enhance the whole customer experience through some very, very challenging times, you know, through through austerity. You know, it's allowed us to to handle the same amount of demand with, with reduced staffing levels with very minimal impact on things like waiting times, abandoned, you know, abandoned rates. Um, we we have had to reduce our service level targets, um, you know, but that that is you know an internal measurement rather than something that that affects customers. Um, but we had, like I said, we've we've seen very little impact on on waiting times, abandoned rates. Um, so it's it's helped us, and and the next stage that we want to do is, like I say, it's not just about perform uh, publicising performance standards, but actually publicise now performance as well so that people can see are they getting value value for money from the council yes you are because you know we are able to answer your calls within 20 seconds despite you know budget challenges that, that we've got um, but it also offers customers that choice you know and, and, and I think throughout our journey with Netcall that's one of been the, the pleasing thing that we've been able to say to our you know to our customers to, to our members you know who also challenge us in, in terms of what we what we're offering to customers because as new and existing channels technologies have, have become available you guys have met that demand and you know I've been able to to come to you and say you know we want to start doing this well we've already got something for that so so the the whole journey um, from our perspective has been very positive um, you know customers you know as we brought new services in have adopted them they've embraced them and and they've enjoyed using them you know which which is great because it means that they're going to go back to using that particular uh, way of contacting us yeah, I think you know from from our our performance, it's, it's helped us greatly. But from more importantly, from a customer, resident, citizen perspective, they've seen the the benefits of it, and and they haven't seen any any drops in service or or, or you know what we actually offer to them. It's fantastic news. So yeah, we just have to keep one step ahead of the the next technologies and the next demands, and um, make sure we're ready to address those as the they reach maturity. Yeah, uh, been fascinating stuff, Ross. I could chat for hours. I know Jonathan. We could we could chat for a few days on this. Um, we're reaching our allotted time. Fantastic <laughs> feedback. Thanks very much indeed for your time. Thank you for having me.